Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Every year for the past several years, Greg and I've spent months out of the country, short-term mission trips, but it's actually been over a year since either one of us has left home. Are things changing? What about you and your church? In this episode of The Scent Life, we want to talk about short-term missions. Is it time to begin to think about them again? Uh, And if so, uh, what do we need to remember? This episode of The Scent Life, we want to talk about short-term mission trips. Uh, Most of us uh, have participated in those to some degree or the other, but because of COVID and the global lockdown, we haven't done anything with short-term mission trips. But we think uh, that maybe things are shifting, and so we thought it would be a great time this week to talk about short-term mission trips, uh, the possibility uh, of doing them. And so, Greg, uh, how are things going on in your part of the world? Well, the good news is I just came through my uh, second vaccine shot. Yeah, uh, we did that together. Yeah, uh, it took me down a little bit, but I'm back and feel like a superhero now. So <laughs> Back to the land of the living. That's good. We got our right. podcast engineer, Nathan. He had his second vaccine today. That's right. And so now we can all be in the Scent Life studio without masks on. Yeah, so it's a nice thing. So again, uh, just indications that things are shifting and changing And I know today we're talking about uh, God's mission among the nations, specifically short-term mission trips, which uh, prior to 2020, uh, that was just something you did. Normal thing, right? Yeah, yeah. At at breaks and, uh, you know, whether it be through your church or, of course, here at Southeastern, uh, that was just a normal part of who we were and what we did. But quickly in the spring of 2020, Everything shut, shut down. down, didn't it? You know, in some ways, you'd measure the seriousness of a church's commitment to missions, or even the seriousness of a Christian's commitment to missions, based on their participating in short-term mission yeah. trips, right? I mean, That's we right. kind of judged one another. Where have you been on missions? Well, yeah. you know, I've been to Brazil or Mexico. Oh, you're a lightweight. I've been to That's Afghanistan right. or something like that. Oh, you're tough or something <laughs> like that, right? So we gave the the seriousness. Then all of a sudden, the whole world locked down. Right. Yeah. So we hadn't been anywhere. No, we hadn't, and uh, you know it. I think for a while, everybody was just kind of reeling. Uh, mm-hmm. What do we do? We had all these plans. Do we cancel? And now that we've canceled, what do we do? And we can't even leave our homes. Right. Uh, we even had conversations, even on this podcast, right. about things like virtual right. mission trips. And so we still want to try to capture some things. But now, as we look forward, we're in 2021. Uh, we're looking towards the summer and even beyond. It seems like. Feels might, like. Yeah, it feels like. We don't know for sure. But there's some opportunities. We're even beginning to have conversations of what right. what does it look like uh, to re-engage in short-term mission trips? Why do we do them? Should we do them? Right. And if so, how are they going to look different? That's a great question. I think the fact of the matter is things are different, right? I mean, right. Uh, it feels different here in the United States. But as I read the news, um, mm-hmm. you know, places around the world aren't as... Um, I don't know what the right word is. Right. Healed is the wrong word, but yeah. you know, aren't moving in the same direction we are. We still have lockdowns. We have right. still have numbers that are going up around the world. Right. So, Greg, we think about short-term mm-hmm. mission trips from the perspective of mm-hmm. a Western Christian, an American mm-hmm. Christian. Um, 
first, like you said, they were the norm. They were the right. things that we just did. Right, right. Uh, it was a way that the local church could mm-hmm. put into practice its missionary calling, put right. into practice its missionary mandate. I think we were serving in some ways the needs of the nations around mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. serving missionaries, everything locked down. Right. Now let's rethink these things. Yep. Yep. So what are some things that uh, we ought to keep in mind when we think about short-term missions, either as a church is about to restart them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or maybe in general when we think about short-term missions? So, you know, when we think about mission trips, for example, some would think it's nothing more than like a Christian vacation <laughs> right. or something. Yeah. But what makes a short-term mission trip not Christ- not a vacation? Right, yeah. And so I think to your to your question, as we move forward, how do we think about these things? Well, some things didn't change even in the midst of the full stoppage right. of the global pandemic. And to that point, short-term mission trips is just a method or a strategy for us to engage in God's mission among okay. the nations at some level. Right. Uh, and I think what keeps it from this idea of Christian tourism or uh, Christian vacation is what's central. It's it's God's mm, mission. Good point. It's not just uh, the stamp of the passport, uh, kind of a Awanas for grown-ups. You know, I got right, my different patches right, from different right, places. Right. Uh, it's, so it's not that. It's not about me or mm. my group or my church feeling good because yep. uh, we spent our time somewhere else. It's not about me just kind of helping other people, although that can be an aspect of it. Right. Uh, but it has to be about God's mission. So centerpiece of that is evangelism, it's discipleship, it's partnering with those on the field, whether they be nationals Mm -hmm. or long-term missionaries, and kind of fitting into kind of what they already have in place, not making up our own agenda. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that makes makes good sense. So when we think about short-term missions and short-term mission trips, uh, what are some things that you would recommend um, churches prioritize Mm -hmm. as it relates to thinking again about doing short-term missions? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, one, uh, I don't want to miss maybe some of the lessons learned okay. uh, in this shutdown. And uh, part of what I mean by that, I think it's it's required and still will. Uh, Scott, you know, the world's different. Right. We're not going back to what was. Right. Uh, there is no going back. We just need to move forward. And that can be a, a scary time, but mm. also an opportune time. And so one of the questions, whether it be through your church or even here at Southeastern, we're asking the question, kind of, so what? Now that mm-hmm. the world is different, um, how do we go about thinking about engaging in God's mission, even through short-term Good mission point. trips? Uh, and part of that is I, I was looking at a study as we were talking about this idea, getting ready for this podcast, Missio Nexus mm-hmm. uh, did this survey uh, back in, I think it was May of this past year, just talking about what, what does the future look like? Okay. And it looked across the board. Uh, so right now there's probably uh, conservatively over a thousand missionary organizations mm. and ministries that at some level send people on short-term mission trips. Okay. So clearly, pandemic put everybody in a scramble. But as they surveyed kind of what now, who mm-hmm. are you now, how do you move forward, two things stuck out to me. One, about 90% of those that responded to the survey, those organizations said, we're still in a wait-and-see approach. Okay. We're still trying to figure out, do we move forward, and how do we do that with short-term missions? Okay. The other thing that stuck out to me, and this is back to your question, there was an increase, probably about a 60% increase uh, that they said, we now do much more prayer hmm. and we're much more aware of the needs on the field, even through our partners. Okay. And so they spent more time in prayer and just being uh, kind of 
uh, on their game, as it were, of understanding and praying for before just going and doing. Okay. And so I think as we move forward, one thing to consider is, man, don't lose the opportunity we've had to be more invested in prayer mm-hmm. and listening to our partners okay. overseas of not just what do you need, but how can we come alongside as brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and extend the ministry forward? Great. Now, you, you made a point several times. I want us to just double down on this point, something you and I both hold as a priority, mm-hmm. and that's this idea of partnership overseas, yeah. that short-term missions from a Western church should never be, we don't believe, should ever be something right. that we force on mm-hmm. somebody that we're going. It's not It's not for them to create mm. us an opportunity. The same way you might say if you're going to go to Disney World, right? If I'm going to go to Disney, then I'm going to say to the tour guide, I'm going to say to Disney, hey, I'm coming. You, may, you be ready for me. Right. Make sure I have a good time. We're working with partners. Mm. So th- this idea of partnering with somebody else, an organization, partnering with missionaries, partnering with national believers on the field, I think really changes the dynamic of short-term missions. And as we think about post-COVID, I think this is where we as Westerners need to take a partnership approach, not the driver, right? If we're thinking, hey, man, I want to do short-term missions. I need to get out there and do it right now. I haven't been traveling in a long time. My passport is getting stiff or whatever we want to use. But we have to realize, if we're partnering with someone the rest of the world isn't where we are. That's good. That's good. You know, whether it's with vaccines mm-hmm. or the government or openness of culture, mm. r- ready to receive foreigners. So be very careful. We don't force ourselves mm. on our partners. We need That's to partner good. with people. Ask, what do you need? What help can I provide? Is there anything that we can do? And if it is something like mm. pray for us or advocate yeah. for us right. or something like that without your travel, that may be the best partnering thing we can do. Yeah, no, that's good. And to your point, and, and I kind of flipped the question a bit uh, back to you, Scott, uh, just to dig down a bit more as we think about moving forward. And again, we would say short-term missions, we've seen the good, bad, and ugly Absolutely. of that. But it is a, a pretty common methodology mm-hmm. uh, in terms of participation, awareness, uh, you fill in the blank. Uh, but to your point of being a good partner mm-hmm. and the rest of the world's not quite like us, uh, how how would you recommend our listeners, maybe they're at a church or uh, they receive short-term teams, right. uh, how do we move forward in healthy ways if short-term missions isn't quite the possibility it once was? How do mm. we begin to think about, because uh, maybe I'm thinking, well, that's my way to engage the nations. If I can't do that, then can I engage in God's right. mission? No, that's a great point. Yeah. In fact, it's a great question. And I think we need to ask that question. I think we can look at the last year and realize, man, we've all been a little bit out of control. <laughs> okay. You know, we don't know from day to day, month to month, what's going to happen. And we don't really, we don't really know what we're supposed to do. We've right. been in this thing for a year. Yeah. We're starting to feel different, mm-hmm. sense some different things. Now the question is, how do we, how do we lean into the Great Commission? I think there are a couple things that we would say. First is we need to understand that the Great Commission hasn't didn't pause during yeah, COVID. Right. Yeah, that's right. And we still have the mandate of making disciples of all nations. It's still the responsibility of the church mm-hmm. to be involved in God's missionary mandate. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we do it? Yeah. In the past, we've had this way of doing it through right. short-term missions. Right. But that was a relatively new way of being involved in missions, right? right? Yep. I mean, for most of our adult life, we, it's been common. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, when, I, when, when we first went overseas— Oh, in the late 90s, 
um, most of the people who went overseas with us at that time had never been out of America. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now we never send students overseas who haven't been out of America, right? I mean, we send mm-hmm, dozens and dozens of students a year on long-term mission assignments. Right. I would say 100% of them have been overseas. Yeah. yeah. When we went overseas in the late 90s, which is a lot longer ago than we want to, <laughs> than we want to admit, very few people had been overseas. Right. So it's a relatively new it phenomenon, is. but churches were involved in missions mm-hmm. before then. So let's, right. let's break the box okay. and realize that that's not the only way okay. to do it. If our partners on the field are saying this, oh, whoa, 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 don't come yet, we're not ready, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we put the Great Commission in a box and say, okay, we'll be involved later. Okay. I think there are ways that we can do it. Right. So a couple things I would recommend. I think one is let's don't forget the importance of prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've had several podcasts this season really right. focusing on the importance of prayer for the missionary. Right. And and I think that's an important moment for mm-hmm the Western church, the North American church, to begin to say, all right, how do I participate in God's mission through prayer? I mm-hmm. battle on behalf of the nations. That's I battle good. on behalf of the missionary as I battle in prayer. I think mm-hmm. that's another one. I think a, 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 a second way is to be an advocate and a supporter for the missionaries themselves. Okay. You know, Through our international mission board and other mission organizations, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of missionaries who are currently on the field serving in some way, in some capacity, among the nations. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all kinds of things. They're trying to live life like we are, kind of locked down, doing th- but they're also sharing the gospel, planting churches, mm-hmm. doing discipleship. I think we as the church should begin to ask the question, how do we serve and support those okay. missionaries? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, William Carey, Hudson Taylor, these guys had a famous idea that they would be willing to go if someone would hold the rope behind them. Mm-hmm. The Western churches want to be activists for so long that we forget there's something to holding the rope. How do we support, encourage these missionaries? Can mm-hmm. we find them? Should we reach out, maybe reach out to the International Mission Board, right. other mission organizations, say, can you give me the names of some missionaries that I can contact, mm-hmm. begin to develop relationships with some of these? If your church has adopted missionaries, if it's sent missionaries, if you no missionaries, lean into their mm-hmm. care mm-hmm. at this moment. How do we as the church care for those who are serving on our behalf among the nations? Yeah. That'd be another good way to serve the mission. I think a third way, and then I'll let yeah. I'll kick it to no, you. That's good. I think a third way that we can serve the nations in this moment when short-term missions are kind of in transition is to really lean into this call of the missionary among our church. How do we raise up from within our church people who will serve the nations. That's good, yeah. You know, before we were all going on short-term mission trips, God was still calling people to the nations. That's right. And so, sure, we've had COVID and we've had an excuse maybe for not thinking about it, but I think it's it's time that we as pastors and church leaders lean in and encourage our people to ask God, mm-hmm. should I go overseas? Not why should I, not should I stay? Why should I stay? Mm-hmm. Why should I mm-hmm. be here when the nations need to hear the gospel? Let's lean into that moment. Can we raise up, equip, and train people for the nation? So in this moment where it feels like short-term missions is in transition, there are still some things that we can do if our partners overseas aren't quite ready to say, hey, come over here and serve with me like you did 2018, 2019, right, and right. before that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really helpful. I think all of those are great things. And just to kind of add uh, just a little bit to that, to to the point of – uh, not just should I stay or should I go, but why should I stay, that uh, even if our partners aren't ready around the world, uh, again, whether that's uh, you know those that are serving with the International Mission Board or perhaps 
uh, our national brothers and sisters mm. somewhere around the world. Because as you know, uh, this thing of a pandemic, it's not linear, right. meaning that we're moving towards everything going away right. and things being back to normal. Uh, things change every day. Right. Uh, especially depending on what news source you listen to. Right. It changes everywhere. Right. Right. So, uh, But all that to say is part of that is uh, being on mission with God, short-term missions doesn't begin when you get on an airplane, and hopefully we've learned that lesson. It begins when you walk out your door mm-hmm. in your own community. Right. And so perhaps this has us rethinking how do we engage our community? Mm-hmm. How do we build those rhythms? How do we do those things we might do overseas for a week or two, but do that more often, more consistently here in our own communities, in our workplaces. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage, again, we talked in a previous uh, podcast, um, uh, the world is here and Keelan Cook has helped us in multiple right. facets of that, the people's next door of uh, how do we begin to engage the world really literally at our doorstep. Um, again, and so I would encourage us to be active in God's mission here mm-hmm. in our own communities, even within the states here at Southeastern, as we think about the rest of 2021 into 2022, we're starting to think about maybe some short-term trips in our own community, but maybe across the U.S. as well before we go good. overseas. That's good. So that would be one. I also, I do think that perhaps moving forward in short-term missions, we might see more and more what I call um, fit missions. Hmm. Uh, and what I mean by that is probably smaller. Did you just make that word up? I totally made the word up. So, um, uh, and I don't have a cool acrostic with it or anything. Oh, and so I was I'll, I'll develop that later. Would yeah, be that's right. Great. FIT, uh, yeah, I'm not going to spend time just there. Keep but going. Just keep going. What I mean is that I think we might see smaller short term mission teams. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be much more specialized in the sense of mm. you'll st- it's still volunteers, right. short-term missions. That's a volunteer workforce. But you may have those people going, like you said, to connect with and encourage missionaries right. or a missionary team. You might have those with certain uh, vocational or other business skill sets. Mm-hmm. They're going to go on short-term missions, but part of their job is maybe training okay. or doing certain things. Then you'll have some of those that are connecting into field-based strategy mm. like we've always done doing evangelism, discipleship, some level of church planting, whatever that might be. But you'll have smaller teams because I don't know that you're going to be able to get as big a groups overseas. And so I I hope we do see, again, when I say fit, meaning let's take away some of the excesses Mm. and maybe let's focus our trips more, has more impact not only for those involved, but much more for the kingdom Mm -hmm. and for our partners around the world so that way that when they come back, because one of the things we, we know about short-term missions, with all the bad press, it is an on-ramp to greater advocacy, right. oftentimes greater giving, and greater involvement back in your own community. But perhaps what the pandemic has done is flip that. We get involved now and mm. here. We advocate now and here. We begin to give now and here. And then God begins to send us strategically Good back to the nation as an overflow that's great we're going to take a quick break and when we come back from this break uh, we want to give you just some practical handles on developing a short-term mission strategy for your church uh, or if you are a missionary on the field developing a short-term mission strategy uh, in this era of covid so thanks for hanging around we'll talk to you quickly after the break
Hey, my name is Sam Morris. I am the Director of Admissions here at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. I want to personally invite you to come to the Seminary Preview Day on Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. This is a day where we will serve you to try to find out whether or not Southeastern is the place God is calling you to be equipped for the Great Commission. The cost of the day is minimal at $20 per person, uh, but you will be able to have multiple meals with faculty and staff as well as uh, meet the various offices on campus who will be serving you during your time here as a student. Please register today by visiting sebts.edu and going to the Visit Us page. So welcome back to this episode of The Scent Life. We are uh, talking about things related to short-term missions post-COVID. Greg, before the break, we talked about the why, uh, some of the issues related to uh, short-term missions. Why don't we quickly uh, help our listeners understand some of the more practical elements? Maybe some people said, okay, I'm all for this. I understand it may need to be slow, uh, getting back involved. But some people who've probably never done short-term missions or haven't done it to some degree. So why don't we just spend a few minutes in giving some quick pointers on some things that you need to pay attention to or some steps you need to take Mm -hmm. in developing a good short-term ministry uh, strategy, either as a church or Mm -hmm. perhaps as a missionary who's receiving Mm -hmm. uh, short-term missions. So what would be some things that you and that I could add to a list to to make it a good strategy development list? Yeah, I think a couple of things, if I'm thinking about going uh, somewhere. uh, First, uh, some of the things that that we saw before the pandemic are still going to be true, but maybe even more so. Okay. Uh, you know, you need to make sure you're up to date in terms of your passport, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it might mean for that country. And now we have a pandemic in terms of vaccinations and right. being ready. Again, this isn't pushing anything, but but that's just true. Right. Uh, what you need to be aware of. I, I think one of the things, too, is hopefully during this time through your church or wherever you might be connected and thinking about going, that you've developed some some more consistent and deeper uh, connection and partnerships okay. with those serving around the world. Uh, that as you think about going, that you are consistently connecting with them, hearing from them, praying hmm. with them, so that this opportunity, when it comes up uh, a week or two weeks here, just flows out of that good. relationship. And so to those on the field, uh, I would say if you haven't developed those partnerships, particularly over this last year or so, right now, Uh, Call friends and family, call your church back home and develop that because that short-term mission trip kind of experience on the field should flow out of prayer, understanding, advocacy that's ongoing. And I think we've been able to develop that more throughout this last year. So first we've got to get our paperwork in line, whatever that's going to mean. Whatever that means. Yeah, it means a lot of things. Have your passport active. I know that around here, uh, before the pandemic, we were moving to this new type of driver's license that was going to determine whether we could fly. And then whatever different countries mm-hmm. uh, have yeah. as a relationship to vaccines and, and mm-hmm. traveled passports and documents and things like that. So have that in line. Begin to develop partnerships. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure now. So how do you how do you plan a, a short-term mission trip or how do you receive right. a short-term yeah. team? Start with partnership. Mm-hmm. Find a way to develop these partnerships. I think another thing that I would add to the list is we need to begin to work with our people. Okay. Um, develop the right type of expectations mm. for mm-hmm. the trip. Before the pandemic, we may have had certain expectations. My trip is going to look like this. I'm going to do 
these things. Let's don't make the assumption that we're going to do the same types of things in the same way. Right. Uh, things are different. The world is different. Security may be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, travel may be different. The opportunities to serve may mm-hmm. be different. Mm-hmm. So we need to lean into that and ask right. the question, how, what are we going to do? And then let's prepare and train our people mm-hmm. who are going to go. Some of the more difficult uh, training is going to be for people who had a lot of experience overseas doing international travel before, right? right, right. Hey, I've always done it this way. This is what we need to back up and say, whoa, 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 this is new. This is different. Mm-hmm. Maybe the same place, maybe the same missionaries, maybe the same partners. But we have to do things a little different. If I'm mm-hmm. on the field and I'm thinking about receiving short-term teams, I want to be very clear with them. Mm-hmm. What are the what are the expectations? What is new now about my country? Right. What's new in the government? But more importantly, what are you sensing among the people that mm-hmm. you're working with? Is there a, a fear or a concern for outsiders? Uh, is there something new or unique among your culture okay. that perhaps is different? So you're doing a little bit of anthropological research, ethnographic okay. right, understanding, right. and communicating that back to the churches that are coming, understanding that the way this thing has shaped the world is we all kind of a different experience of COVID. Some it's aggressively uh, problematic. Some it's more casual. There's lockdowns. There's open up. Now we need to be communicating. So I would Mm -hmm. think, how do we prepare ourselves for the time over there? Yeah, and I would encourage those of you that are listening, whether you uh, are on the receiving end more so of short-term mission trips or perhaps you are one who is sending and going more often, uh, that that conversation that you were just talking about, Scott, that perhaps the conversation is, okay, now as things begin to open up, is there a need still for as many short-term mission trips? Good point. Uh, is there a need for the same types of short-term mission trips? It may be that in the midst of all this, because God didn't quit working, the Great Commission right. didn't quit being accomplished, that perhaps on the ground, wherever that might be around the world, hey, we don't need as, as much help from the outside, or mm-hmm. we need a different type of help. Right. And so uh, I think there's that piece. I would also advocate for more uh, conversation and then uh, more open, what I'm calling open-ended short-term mission trips, okay. meaning... I think the digital world, uh, and we all get tired out by that, sure. but but it's helped in the sense of as we send uh, teams and we partner with those on the ground, that it used to be whenever you said your goodbye and got home, that was kind of it until right. the next time. Uh, this time, follow up with a Maybe it's a Zoom or a team or whatever mm. platform you use a week uh, after you get back, a month after you get back, six months of How's God continuing to work? Right. And not just hearing from the field, whether that's nationals or long-term workers, uh, but walk, continuing to walk with them. And then that might determine, is there a next trip? Right. And what does that trip look like? But these open-ended, kind of continuous, uh, on-the-ground and virtual mission trips synonymous. That's good. I like that. So what I would say is another thing that I would encourage people as you're shaping short-term mission strategy post-COVID is be alert to the normal logistics mm. of travel, but ask yourself, how are they now different? Okay. So think about buying airplane tickets, right. sitting on an airplane. What what do you need to know now about international travel? Do you need more time to get through airports or the different types of screenings? Think about hotel rooms and lodging and this type of thing. Think the basic logistics of travel, right? If you're going to go on vacation, or if you were going to go on a business trip, you would ask questions about how am I going to get there? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to stay when I'm there? What am I going to eat? Those are the same questions that you ask for a short-term mission team. Correct. But my encouragement to pay attention now to those answers. Right. Are they different now? Mm-hmm. And if I'm receiving short-term mission team, I want to ask those questions as well. What's different about travel in right. my country? Yeah. 
What's different about travel to and from my country? Is the government having mandatory quarantines, or you know, are right. there are there different rules for foreigners in hotels? Um, so some things are going to be different in these basic logistics elements, and so I mm. would encourage people investigate those as well. Yeah. Last thing I would just add to this, and then uh, there's more we could talk about. We'd love to hear from you, our listeners, as you have thoughts, uh, as you're thinking about short-term mission trips or other questions we can follow up on. But in light of that, these logistics and asking those questions about how short-term missions have changed, uh, perhaps it's uh, the way they're done or finances, but you really do have to think about whether you're receiving or sending uh, is just perhaps some of the legalities of it. Uh, now there is, uh, there's a lot more based upon this pandemic and things associated with it that you need to be clear up front, probably have things written down, perhaps even certain agreements signed. And again, uh, we're working through all of this here, even as an institution at Southeastern. Uh, but the one thing we're not working on, the one thing we're not worried about uh, is God is still God. He's still good and sovereign and king. He still desires for all peoples, no matter where they're found, no matter what nation uh, or culture or tribe they're a part of. He wants them to know him, the one true living God. And one of the ways we've approached that is by engaging in short-term mission trips around the world. And so it seems like uh, there's a new day dawning. Uh, There's some new opportunities coming in relation to short-term mission trips. And we just want to be wise and continue to see where it is that God is working and join him there. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Scent Life Podcast. Uh, Appreciate you listening. Uh, Scott and I always have a good time together, and it's made better because you're a part of this. want to continue to encourage you to listen, uh, to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, to let us know what you think. Pass the word along to friends and colleagues and others. And please don't hesitate uh, to let us know what you think, questions you have, uh, even follow-ups you want us to do, even on conversations like short-term mission trips. We go uh, because we serve a God who sends each and every one of us. Thanks for listening to The Scent Life.